Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. I don't talk about this much, um, partly because I hate asking for money, uh, but I do have a Patreon. I am still currently at zero patrons, uh, so maybe let's just see how long we can make that go. Just kidding. Uh, and of course, there's uh, email and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so feel free to contact me, ask questions, whatever you want. Uh, and feel free to give me ideas on what uh, special things we could do on the Patreon. I have a couple of ideas, but uh, I haven't really implemented anything because, because there's nobody uh, to enjoy it. All right, let's get to the words. Uh, this will be a slightly longer episode than normal. Um, and I will describe why, I think, at the beginning of the next episode. Yeah, let's do that. All right, the first word for this episode is anthropocentric. A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-C-E-N-T-R-I-C. This is an adjective from 1863. One, considering human beings as the most significant entity of the universe. And that is a bold statement. Two, Interpreting or regarding the world in terms of human values and experiences. Anthropocentrically is an adverb. Anthropocentricity is a noun. And anthropocentrism is a noun. I think that first definition is a bold statement because with the amount of information we have of the universe uh, as it stands today which is relatively small, uh, but it's way more than it was even 10, 20 years ago, it's almost a fact that there is some level of life out there in the universe that is not human, not here on Earth, uh, and very likely intelligent life, similar to humans. Even if it's 0.0001% of the planets that are out there, we know, give or take, how many planets and how many solar systems and how many galaxies are out there, there almost has to be life. Uh, I I think about this a lot. I'm fascinated by the universe, by the cosmos. I've mentioned this before. And there's a hundred billion, give or take, stars in our galaxy. There's a hundred billion, give or take, galaxies in the visible universe in our sky. Who knows how many more past that that we can't even see. And if each one of those has about 100 billion stars and possibly, you know, one or two at least planets around each of those, how can there not be life on even just one of them? How can we be so self-centered that we think we are the only ones? It just it sort of boggles my mind from a scientific standpoint. Uh, But we we tend to do that. You know, we started off thinking that the Earth was the center of the universe, and then we realized the universe was bigger than just our little solar system. Uh, And then we realized that the it's actually the sun in the center of our solar system. And we're in a galaxy and we're in a universe. And, you know, it's it's we're part of such a much bigger thing. Anyway, I'll stop talking about that. Next, we have anthropogenic. This is an adjective from 1923 of relating to or resulting from the influence of human beings on nature, as in anthropogenic pollutants. Anthropogenically is an adverb. Next, we have anthropoid. This is a noun from 1832. One, any of a suborder of higher primates as macaques and marmosets especially the 1B definition for the word ape, A-P-E. Two, a person resembling an ape, 
as in the howling anthropoids of the hookworm belt. And that is from H.L. Mencken. Anthropoid is also an adjective. This is from the Greek anthropoides, uh, which means resembling a human. Next we have anthropoid ape, two separate words. It's a noun from circa 1837, and again we have the 1b definition for ape. Next we have anthropology. It's a noun from uh, 1593. 1. The science of human beings, especially the study of human beings and their ancestors through time and space and in relation to physical character, environmental, and social relations and culture. 2. Theology dealing with the origin, nature, and destiny of human beings. Anthropological is an adjective. Anthropologically is an adverb. And anthropologist is a noun. Next, we have anthropometry. It's a noun from circa 1839. The study of human body measurements, especially on a comparative basis. Anthropometric is an adjective. Next, we have anthropomorph. This is a noun from 1894. A stylized human figure, as in prehistoric art. Next, we have anthropomorphic. It's an adjective from 1827. 1. Described or thought of as having a human form or human attributes, as in anthropomorphic deities. 2. Ascribing human characteristics to non-human things, as in anthropomorphic supernaturalism. And for that definition, I usually think of uh, anthropomorphizing uh, animals usually. And uh, again, I'll mention creature comforts. We sort of see these uh, animals and, and inanimate objects as well. Uh, we look at them and, and we, we can sort of see sort of what they would be like if they were a human. We, we put sort of a human face on them and we can make up a personality uh, to them. So that's anthropomorphizing, or in this case, anthropomorphic. And anthropomorphically is an adverb. Anthropomorphism is a noun, Next, we have anthropomorphism. This is a noun from 1753, an interpretation of what is not human or personal in terms of human or personal characteristics. Synonym is humanization, and anthropomorphist is a noun. Next is anthropomorphize. This is a verb from 1845. The transitive definition is to attribute human form or personality to. The intransitive definition is to attribute human form or personality to things not human. And uh, this is definitely a better word uh, and definitions for what I was talking about before when we anthropomorphize uh, animals and uh, inanimate objects. And anthropomorphization is a noun. Next we have anthropopathism. I think that's how it's pronounced. A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-P-A-T-H-I-S-M. This is a noun from 1847. The ascription of human feelings to something not human. This is from the Greek uh, anthropopathia, which means humanity. It's from the Greek anthropopathies, which means having human feelings. And that is from anthrop plus pathos which means experience, and there's more at the word pathos or pathos. Next, we have anthropophagus. This is an adjective from circa 1828. Feeding on human flesh. Ooh, fun. 
Anthropophagy is a noun. Next we have anthropophagus. Uh, so the first one was G-O-U-S at the end, and this one is G-U-S at the end. Uh, this is a noun from 1552. It's definitely related. Uh, so the first one actually was an adjective, and this is a noun, so that's where the difference comes in. Uh, we just have the synonyms man-eater and cannibal. Next we have anthroposophy. Anthro P-O-S-O-P-H-Y. Uh, this is a noun from 1916, a 20th century religious system growing out of theosophy and centering on human development. Anthroposophist is a noun. Next we have anthurium, A-N-T-H-U-R-I-U-M. This is a noun from circa 1839, any of a genus of tropical American plants of the Arum family, A-R-U-M, with large, often brightly colored leaves, a cylindrical spadix, or spadix, and a colored spathe. Uh, spadix is S-P-A-D-I-X, and spathe is S-P-A-T-H-E, two words I'm not familiar with. Uh, the etymology says this is from the Greek anthos, which means flower, plus ura, O-U-R-A, which means tail, and there's more at the words anthology and ass, A-S-S. Next we have anti, A-N-T-I. It's the first form of three, uh, and it looks like these will be the last for this episode. Uh, this is a noun from 1788, one that is opposed. Now we have the second form of anti. This is an adjective from 1857, and it just has the synonym opposed. And here we go with the third form of anti. It's a preposition from 1953, opposed to, and uh, the synonym is against. I am going to go ahead and pick the word anthropomorphize as the word of the episode. Uh, it's probably the one that I talked the most about uh, in terms of my personal feelings, other than maybe anthropocentric. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's interesting when we do this either consciously or unconsciously. All right, that will be the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.